0: Hello everybody, it's Pleasance from the Lola Community Podcast, and today I'm recording a summer recap, my word of the year for summer, sorry, not word of the year, word of the season for 2019 summer was intense. So that is not the word I picked going into the season, but as I reflect back on the past June, July, and August... It was an extremely intense summer and there was a lot of growth and a lot of shifts and a lot of, um, dynamic conversations and thoughts and reflections that I had all under the umbrella of intense. And I think that part of that is the summer started out that way. So, um, Before I dive in, I want you, if you're listening, obviously you're listening, but wherever you are, maybe you're driving or you're at work or you're on a walk, to just pause for a minute and think about your summer. Think about the pictures that flash through your mind. Think about the visuals of starting the summer in June and then slowly just making your way through week by week through the summer, maybe into July 4th and the rest of July, and then the beginning of August and closing with Labor Day weekend. Mm. I want you in your own journal and in your own life to really take time to reflect on the season. My last email newsletter that went out last week gives you some great prompts and questions for that kind of reflection for the season and I highly recommend that you do that really important with this purposeful and meaningful living and conscious living to be able to attend to our heart, attend to our lives with reflection and contemplation. And we do that by looking back, not to stay in the past, but to think about how we want to move forward. What are the lessons learned, right? Um, I know that I put notes in my own calendar for next year. Um, for next summer, things I want to remember, things I want to work with, um, and, and just ways of operating that I want to think about each season. So I want to close out the summer by giving it that word, which was intense. And by thinking about some of the highlights, I wrote about them on our medium blog, and I ask you guys to do the same. So If you have not done that yet, you can press pause on this podcast, go ahead and do that and then come back and listen to the rest of my recap. So the summer started out very intense. As many of you know, if you are uh, in my life in any way with a, um, or listen to the podcast, we had Rachel Snyder on, Rachel Louise Snyder, who wrote the book, No Visible Bruises, and the um, entire conversation and Um, some of the writing I've done this summer has talked about the, uh, murder-suicide that we had in our community, essentially the first, uh, the last day of, um, fifth grade for my daughter and really kicking off the summer with a dark cloud, an intense dark cloud. Right from the beginning, we, um, in just in our home, in our community, we're working with some stress. Uh, related emotions, some um, separation fear, um, lots of questions, and lots of hugging and holding and so our summer was kicked off in this intense way, um, really um, again supposed to be a time of celebration and the pain of this family's tragedy so um this happens right this type of living that I teach and practice does not mean that painful things don't happen. Um, they do happen. And I, especially after moving through this summer and, um, other things that have come up in the past nine months, I think this path, this choice you're making to participate in awake living is extremely painful. Um, At times because you're not numbing and buffering your way through your life. So if you are feeling your feels, if you are moving through your emotions, if you are caring for others and you're slowing your life down, you're not super busy, you're not crazy busy and doing things for everybody else and running around and overeating and over drinking, but you're really present, you are going to feel what it feels like to be human. And We have the lightness, we have the connection, we have the love, and we balance that with the suffering of being human, the pain when others suffer of death, of grief, of murder, of loss, of abuse, and people that we care about, children we care about, people in our community. So I just want to be very clear that our community here at LOLA You know, we have these principles of feeling your flow and the flow is the first one is feeling your feels and that is not always, um, very easy and it's not always super fun, but I will tell you that the strength and the embodiment and the empowerment that you feel when you know how to work with these big emotions, when you know how to work with yourself and your stress and your fear and your anxiety and you really transform it into something meaningful and into a meaningful and purposeful life, that is just beyond, beyond, beyond. So um, even with intensity and tragedy and loss, we can strengthen community and relationships. And that was actually one. So I have three big pillars from this summer when I was sort of thinking about it. And the first one is really the emotions that I already talked about. So Um, besides the uh, tragedy in our neighborhood, I also was very intentional this summer with working with my son's new diagnosis of generalized anxiety disorder. So we spent from January until June getting him tested um, at every level, blood test, poop test, uh, mine, full neuropsych, and got all of the results in June so that we could put a better picture together of what the best educational path is for him and physical, mental, emotional, and working with his anxiety rather than, and, you know, I think we went into it not knowing if it would be Asperger's or what would come up really. And so it came out with anxiety. And so I wanted to parent him, and I continue to, with that knowing not to baby him and not to spoil him and not to have... Um, sort of all of this attention on him, but to be able to recognize when his nervous system is in fight or flight, when he's not able to uh, connect with his own hunger and his own emotions because he's in fight or flight, he's in fight, that's his version. Um, He's very stressed out. His brain is in the red zone. He's in the sympathetic nervous system. I now have better tools to work with him because I'm working with, Anxiety, I'm learning about more about the science of anxiety, I'm learning more about the tools for older kids with anxiety. I'm I'm just learning a ton. And part of it is the work that I've done with Ayurveda and Holistic Health is knowing that a return to natural rhythm of calendar, schedule, um, dirt, swimming, healthy food, like really basic routine is very valuable for these kiddos. And the summers in the past have been a whole hodgepodge of travel and camps and a lot of busyness. I, am, I love being extroverted. I love doing fun things. I love meeting new people. Um, I think I'm an amb- ambivert. Is that the name of it when you're both? Because I love being home and alone too. So I don't know. But my point is that we've spent a lot of summers very, uh, extroverted, very out in the world, traveling, going to New England, seeing family, that kind of stuff. This summer I wanted to intentionally stay home and work with some CBT for him with a variety of therapists. I wanted to try some equine therapy for him cause he loves animals. And in order to create the space for healthy habits, I wanted to really tone down, dial down our, our stresses and our life. So, um, What I found by doing that in this pillar that I'm talking about now in emotions is that, you know, it was quiet here for him. Sailor had camp and would be out and about. She, you know, she's really developing her own life now. And we had a lot of long afternoons together, just him and I. And I found myself restless. I found myself kind of bored mentally. You know, I think one of the things I was really mindful of is I wanted, I didn't want to be home and working a ton. So what's really easy for me to do is to come up with lots of wonderful creative ideas and put them out into the world and work, 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 write, 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 and be on email and be on the computer. But I really didn't want to do that. I really wanted to rest and digest with him and also not just be home and overwork. So I put some boundaries in place with where my computer is, what I, the hours that I wanted to work each day. And, um, it was really fascinating because I had made, cleared out all of the space in my schedule and my calendar to really be present with him. I found myself, my own sort of anxiety or just like restlessness almost kind of pacing. I read a ton of books. A ton of fiction books early in the summer between June and July. By August, I just didn't feel like it anymore. I sort of had taken too much in, probably. Um, But I just sat with those feelings. I was just very aware that I didn't, that I was making some choices and some decisions for my son's mental health that were not necessarily the best for me. And that's one of those sort of teachings that I have for next summer is. I knew that to be true when I started getting back on American University's campus last week, which I teach adjunct there and I love it. When I got back on campus, I just felt so alive and connected and I thought, yeah, you know, this past summer, I really um, let go of responsibilities and communities and a lot of connections so that I could make space to be here with my son. And part of that was not the healthiest thing for my mental health and well-being, so emotions were a big part of the summer not necessarily it was not an emotional summer like there wasn't a lot of crying or tantrums or any of that from him which was which was actually really lovely it's just I could feel my own rising and falling I could feel my life happening because there was space for it and I was really working with things as they came up and it was not always easy um also with him, I don't think we're going to go the CBT route. Um, I just think that we tried it. And, you know, again, I really understand that for a kiddo who's in their head a lot and has a lot of negative thinking, um, being in the head more with CBT was actually, um, it was not the right therapeutic method for him. So I'm working with some other um ideas and researching and studying other ways to help him work with his his own anxiety and his own emotions in a way to that will will help him in the future um and so I just say that because lots of us get stuck in these boxes where we get a diagnosis and then we get a path and then we keep fighting our children about the path and it may or may not work and you know I'm not sort of giving up on it I really think that this not giving up on um Finding a therapeutic model that works for him, even though we gave it a good shot for the CBT, um, we just, I don't know, I'm just, I'm still learning. It's a work in progress. And as he gets older, his development changes and his needs change. And so that's really Um, I'm also kind of giving a little bit of a pause to adjust to school, not adding more things on his plate. We're just going really slow and steady and, um, keeping our relationship solid, which it really has grown this summer. So I'm super happy about that. Um, relationships. So one of the second pillars in the relationships was just like I said, second pillars of the summer was relationships. This kind of leads into the, my one with my son, but also with my husband, because in the past I had been traveling so much over the summer, we really didn't spend a lot of time together. But now that the kids are older, we're taking lots more date nights. We're doing so much planning for our family, for uh, trips and vacations and DC days off and work schedules and cleaning schedules and food schedules. And it feels so good. You know, Mel and I have been together for 20 plus years. We've definitely had peaks and valleys. We've definitely had really tough times. And I'm really proud of us this summer. I said to him, I really love being home. I really love having you around. I really love co-parenting with you. And that has felt really nice to have that consistency. So One of the things that I noticed this summer is a deepening of some relationships. So as we get older, we have these intense um, things that happen in our life, like our children getting diagnosed with things or going to new schools, parents getting sick, grandparents getting sick, um, long-term relationships, financial health, all of these things is that I notice that the summer, the relationships that I have are really strengthening and deepening. There's another layer and level of honesty and authenticity. And whilst, yes, some of my relationships have dissolved, um, some are strengthening. And I'm really focusing on that going into the fall. I'm really focusing on the blessings of the friendships that I have um, and, and investing a lot in them. And so that feels really awesome. We had... Um, another part of the relationship piece was moving my grandma um, into memory care in Connecticut. Uh, it's a very long story, and hopefully she will be out of it soon, but really learning more about um, what memory care is and learning more about dementia and Alzheimer's and, and just learning more about the aging process and how we care for our elders in this country is extremely painful and heartbreaking um, and why I try to do what I can in our community to work with um, the aging population because unfortunately I'm not able to be in Connecticut all of the time with my grandma so I try to uh, adopt people in the neighborhood who we can give that love and care for Um, but it was it was a challenge and it was definitely something that changed and I have a new lens and perspective and something you know some new areas to do some deeper study with the last pillar of the summer was a client shift so this summer I led summer school um, which was so fun we did three books burnout um, by Emily and Amelia Nagoski um, change your schedule change your life by Dr. Suhas and uh, Do Less with by Kate Northrop, And it was so great. These books in order, you guys, it was awesome. Burnout, change your schedule and do less. So essentially talking about the stress cycle, the stress response and stressors, then moving into Ayurveda and daily rhythms, and then moving into energy and time management. It was a beautiful group and a beautiful summer layered with the summer school students and our studying and talking and Um, working together in our lives. I also had seven teaching assistants and I love the leadership part, teaching and guiding and facilitating leadership conversations and watching these women rise into new uh, ways of operating. They're running groups at work. They're taking leadership into their community they're running small groups in their community i am just like yes 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 finding new schools to work with just doing just really flowering blossoming expanding i love working with these teaching assistants Um, it was just a phenomenal summer uh, on the work side of working with the summer school students and the teaching assistants um, who really helped facilitate conversations and workshops and webinars and we had these live meetings at my kitchen table which were just awesome and i just love this work um the other big work thing of the summer is i finished my coaching workbook i've been working on this workbook for two years with my private clients now i have this workbook and i'm going to start leading small groups so i don't want to do it private anymore because i think there's i've seen so much more power in small groups so I'm going to be using the workbook for small group study um, and small group learning instead of private one-on-ones this fall, and that feels so awesome. I'm still doing a little bit of business mentoring, especially if I already have a relationship with the business owner because I've done the lifestyle coaching work with them. Then I can really help them move into developing the kind of business they want to, um, have so that feels really awesome so that's my summer recap is the emotions piece really working with my own as I was looking through the lens of Milo's anxiety um, and how anxiety plays out in family like I really believe I mean I know we all have it we all have different levels of it so how does it manifest in me and my daughter and my son and my husband just really taking the time to think about that working with relationships, strengthening them as some relationships in my life are dissolving because of growth and expansion and different needs. There's no hard feelings. It's just different people need different things at different times. So I'm noticing that as some relationships dissolve, some are strengthening. And then these huge client shifts in summer school and in TA, life-changing practices that our students had who were engaged with the course. I'm overwhelmed. You know Lola ended in july the the lola uh course the online semester course and there have just been profound changes. people have left jobs, people have moved people have left relationships. And I am so, so proud of our community and the work that we do. I love the women and now more men who are joining. And I just, it's, I, it's like the best thing in the whole world to help people live more into the life they want to live. So that is such an honor and really a blessing that I felt this summer, just overwhelmed with. Okay, I'm taking a breath. I'm looking towards fall. My fall... I'm going into the fall with the term community care. I'm thinking about community care. I'm thinking about how to use the workbook for community care, how to use our different circles, the Artist's Way circle. Um, I'm doing a group in D.C. I'm raising white kids book circle, um, thinking about our live circles that we're having at Washington Yoga. And I'm thinking about, you know, I'm working on this Ayurveda for families book and thinking about the circle that I want to start for people who want to study that. So I'm also putting my, um, my passion into American University. I'm teaching two classes there this fall, and I'm there all day on one day a week, which feels so good. And so community care for me is really just guiding me forward and leading the way And I want to know for you, what's guiding you forward? What's leading your heart forward in the next season that's ahead? And just taking some time to map out visually with markers or colored pencils or your journal. You know, what is your recap? Um, What does it look like? And uh, what does it feel like? And what will you be setting your intention for in the fall? Um, I am heading to New York for an Ayurveda uh yoga healer training, a live event with Kate Stillman, which I'm super excited and interested to learn. Um, she does a lot with liberating systems and structures, and so I'm just excited about learning and being in a new community. And then in November I head to Charlottesville to do an emotions uh rasa training with Katie Silcox, who's my Ayurveda teacher. And I'm excited about learning more about the nervous system, emotions, physical body, just diving deeper into the stuff that um, I feel like we all uh, need to continue to learn and work with and that I know I'll be teaching more of. So those are some of the highlights from the fall that I'm really looking forward to. Um, I want you to just be kind to yourself, listen to your heart, listen to... Uh, your passions as you move into the fall. Please, I want to do some work on Ayurveda transition from uh, summer to fall. So be looking on the podcast for that. I also want to have some live conversation. So if you're listening to this and you want to learn more about Ayurveda for your family, will you message me or email me? so that we can record a conversation for people. What I'm realizing is Ayurveda is so live and dynamic that I actually do a better job of teaching it and disseminating information by actually working with clients. So if you're interested in getting some free um, coaching and mentoring on Ayurveda specifically for your family for this transition, just reach out to me and let's record that for the podcast because I think it will be really helpful for other people. Um, Enjoy the weather. Changes wherever you are. Enjoy your body, right? Right now I'm drinking this amazing hibiscus ginger tea that I made last week and I've let it sit out. It's room temperature. It's so nourishing. I'm noticing the sun that's coming through the window. I'm noticing the colors that I use to um, map out my pillars. Um, I just feel like We are moving in a direction as a community where we're really gathering up for our circle, holding each other, arms around each other, honoring the stages of each of our lives and just bowing to the vast, dynamic, incredible gift that we've been given, which is this day, this moment, and um, you know, many people, uh, obviously have lost people and continue to, and I'm just amazed as we continue to hold each other up and speak truthfully from our heart, um, how much power and strength that our community care can give us. So with that, I look forward to seeing you in person and hearing from you. Always reach out, at com. May you be happy May you be safe, may you be healthy, and may you live with ease.